Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. At the window. I want all of you to get up out of your chairs. And go to the window, open it, and stick your head out and yell. Welcome to At The Window here on the Fantasy Sports Network. I am Sean Guasamacchia. A beautiful Tuesday, Studio 34 here in Midtown Manhattan. Thank you for tuning in on YouTube or if you're watching on Pluto TV or anywhere you might find us. Thank you. A lot to get into. want to talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's coming up later on. We're going to preview the 2019 season. Check in, see how Devin Bush is doing there in Pittsburgh. A great player for the Michigan Wolverines for three seasons. Left after his junior year. Actually uh, played as a true freshman. Was a backup. Uh, great player for Michigan. Should be a great player. Picked 10th overall by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the first round for Pittsburgh. And we'll, we'll, we'll check in T.J. Watt, Ben Roethlisberger. How are they going to replace Antonio Brown? How are they going to replace Le'Veon Bell? Well, I think we know James Conner and We'll see who's going to um, line up there in defensively, offensively. We'll do everything, and that's what Ray Fittipaldo from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette will break everything down for us. He will join me at 1.40 p.m. Eastern time, so we'll get into that as our NFL previews continue now. We moved on to the AFC North. The Nike has pulled their special edition sneaker, the Betsy Ross sneaker, if you will, uh, because of maybe racially insensitive with the uh, on the back of the sneaker, it was a uh, the 13 colonies, the, the flag of uh, the 13 colonies, and Colin Kaepernick uh, gave the heads up to a Nike executive that it's racially insensitive and offensive to many or to some, and thus they pulled it. Now it's, it's worth a lot of money, actually, now they're going for uh, I was just looking that up. It's actually now a collector's item because they're not going to release it. You're getting a lot of backlash from, from people. Um, but the, the sneaker just keeps going up in value here, so if uh, – they just did uh, some people some favors there if they own the sneaker. But that's pulled. Nike's catching flack. The governor of Arizona is pulling some incentives for a, a recent, uh, recently agreed to plant that they were going to build, the Nike plant in Arizona. They, they, they have pulled the funds there. So big controversy over that. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But I want to begin more with the NBA. And Kawhi Leonard, namely Kawhi Leonard, we did not talk about him enough yesterday because – it was all about the players that made moves and not about Kawhi, who has yet to make a decision. What's, in your opinion, out there? Forget about money. Forget about legacy. What is the best place for Kawhi? Is it L.A.? Is it the Clippers, Lakers, or staying in Toronto? If you think about it, if he stays in Toronto, Kawhi Leonard, are they not the favorites in the Eastern Conference next year? It's wide open. Kevin Durant's not going to play for the Nets. That uh, hurts the Nets' uh, chances of competing for the Eastern Conference championship. Are they not better than the 76ers? They, it, they did go to seven games with the 76ers. Sixers have lost Jimmy Butler. They did add Al Horford. Don't know how much 
better they are than last year's squad, but a year older, that will certainly help, and more experience will certainly help with Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Did lose J.J. Redick, which is some scoring as well on the perimeter, but they're better defensively. So would you favor the 76ers or the Raptors in a seven-game series uh, if Kawhi returns to Toronto? That's something to really have to think about hard. But I'd favor the Raptors. They they did barely. It's, you know, Kawhi Leonard's shot that, that you know, Hail Mary, if you will, over Joel Embiid uh, that was answered, hit the rim four times, went in. They win in seven games, and they go on to win the NBA uh, championship quite convincingly, too. They dismantled the Bucks after they uh, lost the first two games, and they uh, were helped, of course, with injuries to Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson against the Warriors, but still in all, proved they are worthy champions in winning the NBA Finals this previous season. So if Kawhi returns to the Raptors, they'll be the favorites, even over the Bucks next year. But it'll be tough. It'll be a competitive Eastern Conference, no doubt about that. How about overall? You minus Kawhi Leonard from the Lakers. Now the Lakers have Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Kyle Kuzma, and they have to fill out their roster still, but then who would they go to? Won't be a, a lot of stars left there for the Lakers to add. You have to favor the Raptors over the Lakers. Rockets, I'll take the Raptors over the Rockets. The Jazz, as greatly has, as they have improved with uh, Bogdanovich and with now Mike Conley, still have Rudy Gobert, still have Donovan Mitchell, Joe Ingles, I'd still favor the Raptors in a seven-game series. Warriors without uh, Clay Thompson for for a while, and they have D'Angelo Russell now. Will he play there? Mark Stein doesn't think so. Of the New York Times, we'll see. But as of right now, with D'Angelo Russell on the rosters for Golden State, you're going to favor the Raptors or the Warriors in a seven game series. Very tough, tough to decide. But the Raptors are in this. There, I mean, it's fifty fifty there, toss up, right? So for Kawhi, it's really if he does leave Toronto now, goes to L.A., joins LeBron, Anthony Davis. They're favorites, too. They're favorites. I mean, right now, Lakers on FanDuel Sportsbook, they're the favorites to win the title, even without Kawhi's decision thus yet, uh, yet, thus far, right? Would you favor the Lakers? No, Lakers would be favorites in, in a lot of people's eyes. They would be the favorites to win the championship if they had Kawhi Leonard. So it's equal there. So if Kawhi stays in Toronto, they're the favorites. If he goes to L.A., and the Lakers, they're the favorites. Because the Clippers, they're not the favorites, but they're much better than they were last year when they made the playoffs. So what is he really deciding between? He's deciding between comfort, right? He loves his training staff in Toronto, loves Nick Nurse, loves the coaches, loves the fans. They welcomed him with open arms. He won the NBA Finals MVP, won the NBA Finals in one year. He's beloved there. If he plays in Toronto for another five, six years, I could see a statue being built uh, in front of, you know, Scotia Bank there in Toronto. Can you see a statue being built out front uh, in front of Staples Center if he joins LeBron? No, he's going to be LeBron's uh, underling. That's LeBron's team. LeBron's getting the, the lion's share of the credit, and you're going to get the lion's share of the blame if they don't win. And that that being Kawhi and that being Anthony Davis, it's not going to fall on LeBron James. That's how it works when you play with LeBron. So does he want that? Is he built for that? He, he did play with stars in San Antonio. And Tim Duncan, Tony Parker, Mono Ginobili, those were stars. Those were all going to make the Hall of Fame. Tim Duncan was at the end of his career, but still a very valuable and productive player. And he took over and won the finals MVP against the Heat. So he's used to playing with stars and, and, and excelling. So that uh, wouldn't be an issue. Going home to L.A., how big of 
um, I guess. How big is that? How important is that for, for Kawhi? That's what it comes down to versus staying in Toronto because he has everything you would seemingly want in Toronto, a good team, a competitive team, a championship-caliber team, a fan base, a rabid uh, fan base, a popular, uh, great city, great coaching staff that he likes, great training staff that he likes, and don't make light of that. I mean, he, he was uh, at odds with San Antonio over there, uh, the training staff, misdiagnosing his injury, his quad injury, that he had to get a second opinion, and he did. And thus, only played, what, 13 games for the San Antonio Spurs his last year uh, uh, there in San Antonio. So that's a big issue. So Toronto has that. Check mark, check mark. It all comes down to hometown versus Toronto. And I, as someone who, if I was in that position, hometown would definitely, absolutely, that would definitely be a big deal for me. I'd love to play in my hometown. Who wouldn't? Right In front of your family, in front of your friends, um, it's L.A., it's Los Angeles, being a star, being recognized. Not something that he likes, though, or seemingly doesn't like. He's a quiet guy, stays to himself. Would he like that? But then again, you're playing with LeBron James and you're playing with Anthony Davis, so they'll take some of the um, spotlight off of Kawhi Leonard. But after having a taste, and, and he had a taste in San Antonio, of course, but he was the guy. He was the man in Toronto. He had the ball every possession, uh, last five minutes of a game is Kawhi Leonard's basketball, no doubt. You go to L.A., you go to Lakers, we'll leave the Clippers out for a minute. You're, you're going to have to fight with LeBron James for the ball with the last five minutes, last two minutes of the game. You're going to Anthony Davis as well. There, there's going to be a back and forth there. Is he comfortable with that? That's uh, another thing that it comes down to. And So it'll be interesting to see what he decides. In the end, though, I mean, this, uh, it's not the Kevin Durant decision going to uh, the Golden State Warriors after – the Oklahoma City Thunder had the Warriors on the ropes up 3-1, lose to the Warriors, a 73-win Warrior team in seven games, and then joins them after that season. Uh, that didn't sit well with people. People hated that. It was ring chasing. This Kawhi Leonard's not going to be. It's not ring chasing. Besides, he's already won two championships, two finals MVPs, but you can build on that legacy. How important is legacy to Kawhi Leonard as well? It would seem like he would have his own legacy in Toronto. If he goes to the Los Angeles Lakers, his legacy isn't going to be his own because it's going to be LeBron. That's LeBron's team, win or lose. They win, uh, it's, it's LeBron's team. I'm sorry. Lose, it's Kawhi's and, and Anthony Davis' fault. That's what it is. Go, go ask Kevin Love. Go ask Chris Bosh. How was it to play with uh, LeBron James? It's not a lot of fun. I mean, I expect Love was marginalized uh, when he joined Cleveland. You know, remember that whole thing? Uh, try to fit in uh, instead of uh, fitting out. That whole thing with, with Kevin Love. He struggled to begin with uh, there. And Chris Bosh. Another guy who struggled to uh, play with LeBron James when the big three uh, joined up in South Beach with Dwayne Wade. So that's that'll be interesting to see what Kawhi decides. When we're back on Monday, should have a decision there on July 8th. Should know what Kawhi is going to do. And that'll be a lot. That'll be interesting to see what he decides. But really, uh, in the end, I think Toronto's the best decision for him. But I think he's going to L.A. To the Lakers. Clippers. Uh, that's out there as well. I mean, Clippers are a potential uh, destination for Kawhi Leonard. And if he doesn't want to play with uh, LeBron James but really wants to play in L.A., his hometown, then the Clippers are the – that will be an indictment on LeBron as far as I'm concerned if Kawhi does uh, sign with the Clippers or, or gets traded to the Clippers if they do a sign-and-trade deal uh, with, with the Toronto Raptors, which is probably what is going to occur if that happens. But uh, very interesting. Speaking about the Warriors, though, they see the owner came out and said no one will wear number 35 as long as he's owner. 
That's Kevin Durant's old number there in uh, Golden State. Uh, only played there four years. Uh, they won three years. Three years. Two championships in those three years. Uh, kind of reminds you of Reggie Jackson. Reggie Jackson in New York. They won two World Series championships in 78 and 77 and 78. Only played four and a half years in the Bronx, Reggie Jackson. They retired as number 44, um, as the Yankees did uh, after he retired. And kind of similar there. I, the Yankees, I thought they, they overreacted in, in retiring Reggie Jackson's number. And the, the Yankees retired too many numbers to begin with. Anyway, they need to relax with all that. I mean, so Reggie Jackson might not even be the worst one they have retired uh, since uh, the Yankees just went on a spree of just sell, uh, retiring numbers and jerseys. It's ridiculous, but uh, not really a fan of it. But Kevin Durant, just three years, it's an overreaction, of course. Uh, is it guilt because he tore his or ruptured his Achilles tendon and they feel bad for him and so they want to take the high road and, and try to and kind of pander to him in, in a way, uh, curry favor uh, with Kevin Durant? Uh, I don't know, but it was just awkward to hear that and to read that. Uh, but they're going to have to do a lot of um, retiring uh, of numbers there in, for the Warriors. Forget about, of course, Steph, Clay, and Draymond. But Andre Godala is getting his number retired too. If you're going to retire... Uh, Kevin Durant's jersey, number 35, and what he done, uh, did there in uh, Golden State in his three years there. And Andre Iguodala's number is going to be retired. And that's that's missing here. I mean, all right, fine. You you, you want to go ahead and I guess you can't fight against him. I think it's dumb, but hey, whatever. He's the owner. He can do what he wants. Or or the governor, sorry. The governor of the um, – I'm just kidding. He's the owner of the Warriors. Um, and come out – as they recently traded Andre Iguodala to the Memphis Grizzlies to make room for D'Angelo Russell. He's a finals MVP. He, he won three championships with the Golden State Warriors, part of that great dynasty that they built there in Golden State that, well, it might still continue, but who knows? We'll see about that. How about that? How about come out and say no one will ever wear number 35, no one will ever wear Andre Iguodala's number ever again as well. Just give them both that honor then. Just put them together. Uh, he didn't think of that. And to me, if, if there's one guy whose number you're going to retire, if it's, one, if it's Andre Godal versus Kevin Durant, I'm retiring Andre Godal's number first, then I'll get to Durant. But I wouldn't retire either of the numbers. Uh, I just think they should put him on, uh, you know, there's too many numbers are retired. They, the Boston Red Sox do it the right way. Uh, having You have to play with the franchise for at least 10 years, and to ha- you have to have won an MVP, I believe. I believe those are the... Uh, that, that, that is exactly what you need to, the criteria, if you will, to meet for your number to be retired for, uh, by the Boston Red Sox. So, I mean, you have to achieve a lot there. I mean, it's, it might be a little too high. Where the Yankees, I don't know, if you're a fan favorite, I mean, Brett Gardner's number is probably going to be retired by the Yankees when, uh, after uh, he retires. I mean, and that's how, that's a track record. Well, the numbers they've retired in, in the past there uh, it, with the Yankees. But uh, that, that was something that I thought it was interesting uh, that – they came out with yesterday. This more on this Nets Kevin Durant deal, and uh, now the Nets are selling st- tickets, and, and you're going to see more jersey sales, of course. But we know they will never achieve the heights that New York Knicks achieved in the in the mid '90s. They didn't win a championship, the Knicks, in 1994, but they did go to seven games with the Rockets, with Patrick Ewing, John Starks, Charles Oakley, those great teams uh, for the New York Knickerbockers, and. So they're, not gonna, they're never going to reach those hot highs um, that the Knicks reached. They're not New York's team. But they can increase their fan base. They can increase the interest 
in uh, Nets games and get out of and sell out the stadium, especially with when Kevin Durant comes to town in two years. Kyrie, that's a big addition. So it is. A, you can't poo-poo it. It, it, it. You know, you can't. Um, uh, you know, the Knicks. They are still going to be the A team in New York, but and that's going to get a lot of publicity. And James Dolan can't be happy about that. It'd be interesting to see what happens going forward with the Knicks after this quick rebuild. All right, more to come. Steve Sadovoy joins me. We're going to do mad props and get his thoughts on NBA free agency. That's next. Lose weight now. Go to fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. andro400.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Back 
here on At The Window on the Fantasy Sports Network. I am Sean Guasamacchia, joined now by Fantasy Sports Network's own Steve Sadaboy. What's up, Steve? Uh, not much, not much. Just enjoying, enjoying the Nets, man. Oh. Looking forward to the season. Oh, I no, not, today, not today, not today, not today. <laughs> like, yeah, oh. I know you're a Brooklyn Nets fan. So I didn't expect it, man. You know what? It yeah. came out of nowhere. Is all despite all well, the hate. I mean, now, Kyrie was rumored to go, but there for we a while. didn't think it would, did. Were they going to land all these guys? Mostly not a month ago, even. Uh, what do you think of DeAndre Jordan? I never mentioned him as I know he's part of the mix here, but how much does he have left? How much does he really add to Kyrie? He, he's and, at and Davis Kevin? Plus. He's at Davis Plus. I mean, look at this point in his career. It's not, it's not a ringing endorsement. Yeah, but he could get you. He get you twelve boards. He get you twelve yeah. points. Yeah. What else do you want? And now I think this allows Jared Allen to play power forward, which is a position he's made right. for. What about the last five minutes of a game? You don't want him in the game. No, I mean, but just hack, hack, a, hack a Jordan. I agree. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. But you know what? He's slowly gotten a little tiny bit better. Like, yeah, look, yeah. Look, if you're getting to the end of the game and they have to do that to you, that means that you played a good game. So, I, I hope we were in that scenario. All right, but it's yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. But I always forget about him, and rightfully so. I mean, Kyrie should get the lion's share of the attention, yeah. and, and Kevin Durant, of course. Look, Jordan's not an exciting signing, but he's a necess- not. He's a necessary signing for them in a way. Well, yeah, it's necessary because Kevin Durant's boy. True. So, yeah, but look, they, they had no 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 true rebound. They had no no center right. on the yeah, roster. Yeah, it'll help out. Anthony Puccio was on with with Gabe, pointed that out too. Oh yeah, it'll help out as a five to, with Allen. Look, last, needed a bit, last needed some year, size. yeah, that was the bit like to me going into yeah. free agency. Honestly, all I hope they were gonna like. I thought the team was staying put together as it was, and I thought they were gonna try to bring in like a Vucevic or something like that. Okay, because that's why I thought I like him better. That's what me too. But yeah. that's why I thought the team needed, and this isn't the best way of getting it. You could say, but at the same time, if you get KD out of it too, if that's the price you have to pay for KD and Kyrie, I'll take it. What do you make of now reporting Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN, max contract extension for Ben Simmons, five-year, $168 million. You like it? Smart. Pay your stars. Pay your stars. I mean, Blazers have been doing it with Lillard. You want to keep the guys that you want there for a while. Now they have a team, though. Look, Embiid's there. They, Horford came in on a four-year deal. Yep. Uh, I, I'm not sure what happened with Josh Richardson's deal. He, I, I didn't see it, but completed. But yeah, he's rumored to be going. There. It's gonna be for a couple of years, I think, yeah. though. So they got a team for the next couple of years, and again, that's a spot you could kind of rotate sure. through and bring in. I forgot about Richardson. You're right. I forgot that, that trade. Yeah, great move, Jimmy Butler. I like it. I like him more than Jimmy Butler. Well, he fits better. He fits better there. In, in, Jimmy uh, Butler is a little more Philly. demanding on the ball, a little more. And Jay Rich could could play off the ball a little yeah, better. Well, I don't better know. three point shooter. Yeah, he needs to improve that too. I, I don't like the three point shooting though without Reddick. Well, I mean, and with Ben Simmons, yeah, but you're comparing this. Like, if you're setting the bar at Reddick, it's going to be tough to. I know, but when you have Simmons and Embiid, and Embiid needs to stop shooting threes too. I mean, he. I know he's. It was kind of fun. It was fun to watch. Oh, it was fun it's to like, watch. Come on, man, get down in the paint and do some work. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know. I like. I like what the Sixers did. Uh, are they the favorites? If, if Kawhi stays in Toronto, and I'll get your thoughts on Kawhi. If he stays in Toronto. Who's the favorite? It would probably still be Toronto, and then right after, I would put. Very evenly at Bucks and Sixers, but the Sixers are right there with Toronto. Yeah, it's a, it's a toss up. I would say they're last year. I would say they're right there with the Bucks because the only thing that they don't have that Toronto has is depth. Yeah. Toronto is the team that they could pull their starters and they'll have a second set of starters out there essentially, like two Bs, and it's it's a luxury. It's a luxury that not a lot of teams have. I mean, we'll see if Van Vliet stays. I mean, a lot of those peripheral pieces might not stick around, so we don't know. Danny Green. Be out oh, there. He's gone. Danny Green's gone. What did he do anyway? Danny Green didn't do much. He did. What, I know he had that he, one great game where he, he shot like eight threes. He did but, what he's always done yeah. his entire career. I'd rather Van Vliet at, at, at the two anyway. Me too. I agree. But I could see Van Vliet like I don't want to speculate maybe, but I could see him going like landing with Lakers. 
team. <laughs> Why Dude, pick the Lakers for? Yeah, because yeah. you know it's a team that needs to fill in their roster, and he might yeah. be he might come cheap. There aren't a lot of players out there left. No, that's true. And he's young. He's young. So Kawhi, you think he stays? What do you think he's going to do? I think he's going to stay, and I think that's also the best move. And you think that's Kawhi. the right move? I think it's both the right move for him and for basketball. Period. Well, I mean, yeah, we can leave that apart. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he fits yeah. on this Lakers team. I, I, he's going to be the odd man out, weirdly. Ah, it's a possibility. I mentioned that. Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, scared of for his career. He might be the Kevin Love of the uh, kind LA Lakers. Of, so. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's possible because he, he's a guy that you want when he's out on the floor to be really, really involved. And LeBron obviously takes away from that, and AD has to take away from that. Yeah, it does. So now you're kind of looking at him playing essentially as a peripheral shooter role. That's not. That's and not quite. You're right. You're right about that. And I, I mentioned this too. If he stays in Toronto, they're going to build a statue. In front of uh, oh, yeah. Scotia Bank, right? Yeah. He goes to L.A. Even if they win championships, they oh, get he, the, the LeBron he's, statue. He's Chris Bosh. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he is. Okay. Or he becomes off. a forgotten man. That's true. Uh, well, I, don't, I, I say that, but then again, he did play with stars before in, in San Antonio, but and now, he excelled. But okay. we have to look at that San Antonio team differently. That San Antonio team was very similar to this Toronto team, where it's yeah, almost like every, everyone yeah. fe- everyone's treated the same way on the court. Do your job. It's the Patriots mentality. But he excelled in that situation. Sure. He, that won't be the situation here. I, the other thing, too, is this is an older LeBron. I mean, in the next two, three years, don't you see, like, LeBron deferring more because he's getting older? He's always going to play less. He's always deferred, though. That, even, that, that's like the last his... five minutes, last two minutes, he's going to defer even more. Like, he, he won't put up 27, 8, 8 like he did last year in a couple True. of years. True. I, I don't see that. I think he's going to be more of a, a role player. Not a role player. But, you know, more he'll, of he'll a play more of the, complimentary player. Yes. But it, can he? I know. It's, 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 you know, it's tough he'll to. be great next year, though. It's tough to take that step down as a superstar sometimes. I know. I know. Uh, like, I, I just don't know what to expect. And I'm not sure if ED is even the best pick on that team, to be completely honest. He might not be the best fit. But, listen, they got him. That's where it is now. Yep. It's a team of four players currently. Uh, so. Yeah, I know. We have to wait to uh, the <laughs> By the way, process. what happens with Kawhi, I think we spoke about it yesterday actually, not in the show, but you know, down in the pit is how do you even start the roster? How do you structure it then if Kawhi is there? LeBron now goes to play power forward and Kuzma is a shooting guard? Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. It's got it's now you have two guys playing out of position. AD technically is a better power forward than a center, so they still need a center. But if you get a center then who plays point guard like it well, all right, how do they match up with the Warriors then? I mean, Kawhi would take Steph, right? I suppose. Well, we don't know about what the Warriors are going to look like yet. Well, we do know it's going to be Steph, Draymond, and Clay. We know those three. Well, Clay's not going to be playing for most but, of this year. I mean, year. when it counts, uh, you know, in the playoffs. We don't know if D'Lo's going to be on this team. Supposedly, no, I didn't mention him yet. Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to get to him. All right, let's just say for argument's okay. sake, for argument's sake, that D'Lo's on that team, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to have a field day against that uh yeah, well, they need a point guard. They need a point guard. Lakers. I love, by the way, on the topic of D'Lo, I brought it up, but you know, to kind of bring it back to the Nets, that's a respectful move. They yeah. sent them to a spot where he could succeed. If he stays. If he stays, but they at least gave him a chance. Like, this is where I would probably contrast the Knicks organization also, where they run guys out of town. They don't put them in places. And, and the NBA yes. takes note. Like, when guys want to sign with a the team, they see when they're being respected, when they're going to be leaving town. Yeah. If someone waves you a nice good, goodbye and gives you a parting gift, it's a lot better than, than kicking you in the behind uh, on your way out, which is what a lot of times happens with the former Knicks players. And that's why I think there's a little bit of that conflict with guys wanting to sign here. 
Uh, well, James Dolan has a lot to do with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's a whole topic for I, a, for a different day. All right. <laughs> Gabe mentioned this. Yes, Gabe mentioned this on the morning after. Gabe Morenzi on this very network from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, the neck, the Nets over win total. It's four. Uh, the win total for next year, 47 and a half. Okay. The Knicks. He he like had it at 18 uh, or something. No, no, it was 24. It's actually higher than that. 24, uh, I think. No. 26 and a half. 26 and a half. The uh, over under win total. All right. What do you like better? Do you like the Nets over 47 and a half next year or the Knicks over you know 46 how, and a half? For the Nets over, I would have to actually look at what the rest of the conference is projected at to see where they're actually placing them win-wise. Is right, 40, Sixers like, you know, are just, 52 and a half, just to give you an idea. Okay. And that's the Sixers. Milwaukee Bucks, what about 55 and a half. Where are the Pacers at? 48 and a half. So about the same. Yeah. One. one I, I'm – Comfortable with taking it. I'm not excited about it. I like the Knicks over 26 and a half. I like it. They won 17 last. As a Knicks fan, you want them to be less than that, though. Oh, okay. But, but <laughs> that, that's fine. I know. I, I get it. But I think I, I personally over. with that team, they're going over 26. I mean, and that's half. accurate. That's accurate, man. Well, I mean, <laughs> they, they, they do 20, know a little that, thing, a thing or two the, about the, it. But, the sports book is accurate you know, with that 26 because I, I could like see them it, though. 26 and a half. It's going to probably even go down. Don't you think once Kawhi returns to Toronto, if he does? I don't think Kawhi is going to make significant dent. No, like, uh, actually, to quote Gabe again, it's not going up, dude. To quote Gabe again, uh, that for that Nets over didn't change since the signings. Yeah. Oh well, I'm going under 47 and a half for the Nets without Kevin Durant. Yeah, I'm going under. I, I could see it. I could see it. The East isn't all all that. Oh, you know, you know who actually? What's Atlanta at? Atlanta. Oh, like the first one. Hold on. In the 30s somewhere. The Celtics 47 and a half as well. Okay. Uh, 32 and a half. I would take that. Hawks. That I would take. You like that? I love that, actually. That's a team that's going to be a lot better this year. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see them in the second half of the year? Yeah. No, I know. Trey Young's a stud. I know. No, another year with Collins. Now with, with uh, Herder. Who did they bring in? Herder. Herder. No, but they yeah. brought in DeAndre Hunter. Yeah. And there was, wait, who was the other pick they had? It was um, um, Cam Reddish, right? Cam Reddish, Cam exactly. Reddish. Made good moves, man. Yeah, I, I got to see Cam Reddish play. For yeah, but that's a 35-win team. Okay. All right, Dallas Mavericks, 41 and a half. like the over there. With Porzingis, yeah. healthy yeah. Porzingis. Yeah. Luca. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting team, actually. I, I don't uh, – one more question for you before we uh, move on to uh, Mad Props. Uh, do you get the Jimmy Butler deal for Miami? Like, where, what are they doing in Miami? There's no one else uh, to play with him there. Jimmy Butler's on the wrong side of 29 – People mention this all the time. These NBA experts about playing in for Tom Thibodeau and how demanding it is on on your joints and what have yeah. you. Played seven years for the man. Um, he's an older twenty nine. What, what are you a, making that deal? I, give it a max money. He's a better. Fit. I'm, I'm actually not entirely sure what Miami's doing. Not just I, I not just with Jimmy Butler with the Hassan Whiteside move. Yeah, they well, bring Jake Lehman and Mo Harkless. It's not. And then they ship Harkless to the Clippers. Yeah, yeah. It, I like it, Harkless. It's kind of. Uh, yeah. They might be going through a transition, and they and why, why but then they kind of but they're realizing because uh, Butler's a guy. He's a younger player, like he's a good, solid player, and they gave him up. You could, how much better are they? They're better. They're not much. I, I don't personally, know. I, don't I don't think. Know. Look, I can understand like what they're trying to empty out by yeah. moving him, trying to give Bam a, a few more minutes, and Bam's proved yeah. to be pretty good. Yes. Justice wins. I actually thought, by the way, Winslow, Winslow played better in the second half. I thought yes. Winslow was going to be moved in that deal instead of Jay Rich. I'm surprised it was actually Rich. Um, he's better. Oh, and Drogic is potentially moving. So yeah, Winslow, he's 33, they should move. Maybe he's in the final yeah. year. Of his Winslow's team. a projected point guard now. Right. 
Uh, good. So it might be an interesting team. I really, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure what, what they're doing. I don't know either. Like, I I have, I'm curious to see what, what it looks like on the court. Well, can, can we agree, though, the Rockets are losers? They have not made any moves. No. Nope. You think they're, they're good? No, no, I think they're terrible. Yeah. I mean, it's actually just stagnation never helps anyone. Exactly. Exactly. Like, well, this is where I think the Knicks should have actually stepped in. One mistake that the Knicks made, in my opinion, is. You're not going to say acquire Nick, uh, Chris Paul, are you? Yes, I am. I knew it. No, but you know why? Because you get picks out of it. You could get things out of it. You could buy out the contract because he's, he's there for three more years. That's sure. thirty-four million. Okay, you got money. All right, but he's going to clog up your, your cap. Flipping someone else for, for picks, absorb some yeah. of the money. It's a good point because next year's free agency class is, is really weak. It's awful. Right. Ship him out next oh. year. Let, let, let him play. Let him play a few games. Uh, you, Bring back Mello. You have to... <laughs> so, so you can run him out of town again. <laughs> No, you have the banana boat crew, half of them at least. Yeah, almost. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm not sure. Anymore. Dude, I'm not no, sure what that team is doing. Reed. I really have no idea what that team is doing. Like, I don't I don't know. Yeah, the Rockets. I, I personally, I have very strong feelings about D'Antoni as a coach. I don't think he's a very good coach. I don't like. I don't think he's strategic enough because it, it's he's he a, has a great offense, though. He's a one-trick pony. Sure. That's the problem. And once you figure out that trick, that, that's it. Every time. They were very close to beating the Warriors two years ago. It, yeah. Very but, close. And, and you would think differently about him if they did go to the finals and maybe won the championship over the Cleveland Cavs. Maybe, but we've seen it over and over and over again. You know what they – like, if you want to make an East comparison, are they like the Raptors who kept on getting close but not getting there until they got Kawhi? Yeah. Well, but they got Kawhi. See, that's what they were trying to do. They didn't get anything here. I know. I, I think they're losers. I think they're losers. But the potential trades that were on the table weren't good in my opinion. Well, at least what was I discussed. like the Butler move. I think it would have made sense. Pairing Butler with Harden and Paul. But who you're shipping out to acquire Butler? Oh, you got to ship out uh, Capella, Gordon. You're right. Yeah, you got to break up that team a little bit. And then you're basically, you're, you're kind of, it's one of those where you're taking two steps forward and taking two, two backwards at the same time. And you're kind of stuck with a different problem, but it's still a problem. You're still, you haven't really pushed the team forwards. All right. We, we could argue. Because uh, we discussed this for a while. Yeah, but, but it's yeah. like, you know, you send a, set, a great young center out of town to acquire a shooting guard, but then you have no one to rebound. Yeah. So, you know, pick your poison. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, pick your poison. Exactly. What? What? I don't know what they were going to do. Uh, staying Definitely. pat, though. Staying pat, though. Well, it might work out. Maybe it works out. Maybe it works out because everyone else got worse in the West. <laughs> Technically. If Kawhi stays in, in – uh, did everyone in the East? Well, Lake, Lakers. Oh, Warriors. Lakers got better. The Jazz. We spoke about briefly. Uh, well, I think the Jazz got better for what they're trying to do. Eighteen to one now. A little. Win the NBA championship. Optimistic. Sixteen to one yesterday. A little optimistic. They don't have the depth. Yeah, I agree. They have a very good starting core for what they want to do. Yeah. It's a bunch of three and D guys. Yep. It's two guys that can attack the rim. Great defender. But are we forgetting about the Nuggets? Yes, I think the we Nuggets are going to yes, be a step, like a year more experience. Yeah. They brought in a couple of guys, well, from the draft. They're going to have Michael Porter back. Yep. If, who didn't play last year. No, no, he's playing in summer league. No, I know that, but you, know, you can't rely on Michael Porter. Because sure, but, but they yeah. didn't, even though, that, like, un big, huge unlike the Rockets, who kind of stagnated and didn't go anywhere, they kind of at least, the Nuggets at least got some of their guys back from last year. And this is a team that took a huge leap forwards last year. We'll see. We'll see. All right, we only have like a minute, but yeah, okay. I agree. I agree with you. We, we do tend to, to forget about the Nuggets. Uh, mad props for tonight. Um, you were one and two last time we had Jan. Yeah, but all right. But, but you the, want but some money? Yeah, it's a one and two. But the ones we <laughs> hit are plus two thirties, plus two sixties. So. I like that. I like <laughs> it. But all right. So for let's go Subway Series. Yankees Mets. Yankees coming back from London, playing their first game back in town. Had yesterday off. All right. Uh, what do you like tonight? All right. Tonight I got 
Zach Wheeler under six and a half Ks or oh. plus one oh eight, unless that's changed since then. I I'll check it now. But yeah, go ahead. I don't think he makes it. I don't think he gets a seven Ks in this game. He's <laughs> look. We looked at his numbers. He hangs around six very often. Sometimes he hits eight. Sometimes he hits eleven. Does but, average a strike at an inning. But if the Yankees could get to him, if there's a team that could get to him, it's the Yankees, and this is essentially a home game. This is a glorified away game. All right, uh, I like the over six and a half. Case, okay. Then we got I got Yankees for four and a half runs. Come on, same same Zach Wheeler. <laughs> oh yeah, all right, all right. And then my kind of fun bet for tonight is. I'd like to take the eight, the over eight and a half, and combine that with both Yankees winning in one bet and Mets winning in another bet. The Yankees are plus one eighty-five if you hit, and the Mets are plus three twenty if you That's hit. That's Steve. All right, more about that later on. This is out the window. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. MoneyNow100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car? repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all. Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Weekend Fantasy Update. Cam has never been the most accurate of quarterbacks anyway. You know, let's face it, that's not what he is. I don't know, I, this uh, worries me more. Plus, he's not, he's not really throwing the ball with full velocity yet either. So how does that change things once that shoulder is completely uh, ready to go here? You know, when, when will that be? Are we talking August yet? Yeah, the same what as of, uh, what, a week ago, uh, he was only throwing the ball 20 yards. That's it. So uh, this is a work in progress, to say the least. Saturday and Sunday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. 
accomplish your story. Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Back here on At the Window on the Fantasy Sports Network, I'm Sean Guasamacchia. We continue our NFL previews. We now move on to the AFC North, and to start that conf- uh, that division off, as we say in the AFC Conference, the Pittsburgh Steelers. We take a look, and joining me now to preview the Steelers, the 2019 version of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Ray Fittipaldo covers the Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Ray, really appreciate the time. Thank you for doing this for me and uh, joining us and give us uh, some insight into the Pittsburgh Steelers in this upcoming year. Absolutely no problem. Always wanting to talk Steelers, even though it's early fall. Yeah, it's really early. It's uh, Well, it's July 2nd and a couple of weeks. Uh, NFL will be here before you know it as camp opens up. 9-6-1 and one last year, missed the playoffs. Uh, they lose Antonio Brown, as we all know, was, was all over the news for a few, like a month, seemingly for a, for a couple of months there. Um, Le'Veon Bell, they didn't play, he didn't play last year, so I'm not going to count him as a loss as well. But all right, overall, though, are the Steelers better this year versus last year? Better overall as a team, that's the peak of term. And as you mentioned, they were only 9-6-1 with Antonio Brown. And um, listen, Antonio Brown put up crazy numbers um, really since 2013. And if you look back on those teams, yeah, most of them were playoff teams, but they weren't teams that necessarily advanced very deep into the off, uh, into the postseason. So this is a team now um, you're going to have less star power and you're certainly going to have to replace that, you know, 100 catches and, you know, 1,500 yards that Antonio Brown provide, provided. But, Listen, the Steelers were stockpiling receivers even when uh, Brown was on their roster. Uh, they took Juju Smith-Schuster in the second round in 17, James Washington in the second round in 18, and then this past spring um, they took Deontay Johnson with the second pick of the third round. So they're well-stocked at receiver. I don't expect their offense to change that much, but listen, um, you know, it'd be hard for me to tell you that it won't at least be challenging to replace that production of Brown. I'm just telling you right now, as we sit here on July 2nd, I think they have the talent um, to get back to where they were as an offense um, in 2018. Ray, who who will emerge as that second wide receiver to Juju? Will it be James Washington, as you just mentioned there? Will it be Eli Rogers or Dante Moncrief? Who is going to step into that role? Is it James Washington? I mean, that's the guy seemingly who has the advantage or – to do that, right? Yeah, I mean, James Washington was a second-round pick. He did struggle um, as a rookie last year. The, I think the good news for the Steelers is he, you know, he started to come into his own late in the season. He sort of got over some of the issues he was facing in the early and middle portions of the season. So he's going to be one candidate. I also mentioned Deontay Johnson, um, right. their early third-round pick. Yep. He, he was really good in the spring. I mean, you could see the natural talent in that guy. And I think it's going to be a matter of, you know, whether he can learn the playbook. Um, can he get up to speed early? If he does, if you guys remember Juju Smith-Schuster, Juju hit the ground running as a rookie, and he had a great rookie season. So it, it's not out of the question, you know, that Johnson could be that guy. And the other guy I want to mention, um, you mentioned, mentioned him as well, Dante Moncrief, um, a five-year vet. He's played for the Colts. He's played for the Jaguars. He only got just a small opportunity to, to play with a good quarterback and Andrew Luck before he got hurt. 
He's sort of been playing with journeyman the last couple of years. I think he has a real shot to put up some nice numbers in the Steelers' offense playing with a quality quarterback like Ben Roethlisberger. Another guy at the tight end position is Vance McDonald, and we, we've seen him as highlight reel catches and running over people in the secondary, his athleticism. Will his role increase offensively? I think so. I, I think that's in their plans. The, the big issue with Vance, and really it's, it's been that way since he entered the league, is can he stay healthy? Um, yeah. He was always banged up um, when he was out in San Francisco. I think that's one of the reasons that they dealt him to the Steelers. Um, he had some issues injury-wise with the Steelers in 17. But, listen, last year he, he, was, he was pretty healthy and he was available for most games. And, um, you know, he put up career highs in both receptions and yardage last season. So, yeah, they, they do have that in their plans this year. Um, he's got a great relationship with Ben. Um, they're close on and off the field. So, yeah, I, I think the tight end production – um, if he does stay healthy, I think you'll see an uptick in that. And I, I think the Steelers coaches are expecting big things, um, you know, out of that Ben to McDonald combination this season. How about Ben Roethlisberger? He's up there in age now. He's been around a long time. Uh, led the league in passing last year with Antonio Brown. Now without Antonio Brown this season, what do you expect from Big Ben? Yeah, I mean, I think ideally, you know, he'd be able to cut down on those interceptions. I think he right. led the league with. 16 or 17 last year. They, they, they got to cut that number down. Um, just just too many. Um, but, you know, really their, their offense, really since 2014 or so, maybe even 2013, they've been a passing offense. They threw the ball more, more pass attempts last year than any other team in the league, and it was by about 40 or 42. It, it wasn't even close. So their, their, their offense is sort of constructed – um, the way their offensive line pass protects, it's an excellent pass protecting unit. Not so much the stats say in, in the run game. So they're, they're built this way. They're, they're, they have an offensive line that's built to protect Ben. Um, as I mentioned earlier, they've drafted receivers left and right the last couple of years. So they're really built to, to sort of continue the, this passing trend that they've embraced the last couple of years. And, um, you know, as I said, if, if Ben can just cut down on the picks, um, even though he's 37, I, I think, you know, people, I, I think he could be in store for, for another really nice season in 2019. Right. What, what about the backfield with James Conner? I mean, he had a great uh, season last year when he was on the field, 973 yards rushing, 12 touchdowns, four and a half yards per carry. Kind of similar to Le'Veon Bell. I mean, the production was there when he was on the field. But talk about the running back situation there in Pittsburgh with James Conner and Samuels and now Benny Snell. They drafted him from Kentucky uh, in the fourth round. Yeah, I, I think it's a really good situation. And um, you make a good point. You know, James Conner um, made the Pro Bowl last year, was really, really good when he was healthy. But they've stockpiled running backs, too. I, I think if you look at what Kevin Colbert has done in the draft in the last three years or so, is he's made a commitment to surrounding Ben in his later years with skill position players and not only receiver. Um, last year, Jalen Samuels came in the fifth round. He was really good not only running the ball late in the season when Connor was hurt, but catching the ball out of the backfield all season. He, he's a really nice weapon. I think you're going to see more out of him next year. And then, as you mentioned, they go ahead and take Benny Snell in the fourth round this year. Snell is known for, you know, being a short yardage guy, a hard, you know, a hard-nosed runner. So, they're going to have some options in the running game, too. Um, Mike Tallman has been a guy who, who likes to have one guy, you know, a, a horse, so to speak, to, 
to hand the ball off to. Connor has proven that he can handle that load for the most part, but they got options with Sam, you know, and they, they also got options with Snell. You know, if they want to lighten his load a little bit, I, I think they're really set up well at running back, um, you know, to sort of continue that success uh, they've had the last couple of years. Talking with Ray Fittipaldo from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette covers the Steelers as we preview the Pittsburgh Steelers for 2019 here on Out the Window on the Fantasy Sports Network. How about defensively? If the Steelers want to make a run in the playoffs, they're going to have to improve defensively. They did draft Devin Bush. I love it. Uh, as a Michigan football fan, I've watched every game he's played uh, collegiately, and he's worthy of that number 10 pick. He's going to have a great impact. But uh, talk about the defense as a whole. How much uh, can you expect in, in, as far as improvement from this from this team uh, defensively squad? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, statistically, they were a top 10 unit last year. I think they were number six overall. Total defense, number six against the rush, and number 10 against the pass. Their big issue was they weren't able to hold on to fourth-quarter leads. And I think, the you know, the the Kevin Colbert, their general manager, saw that. Um, he went out and addressed it. As you mentioned, he was aggressive, traded up 10 spots, gave away his second-round pick to go up and get Devin Bush. Also went out and signed Mark Barron, um, who played in the Super Bowl with the Rams. Um, and he went out and got uh, Stephen Nelson from the Chiefs, who had four interceptions last season. So um, good team, uh, a good defense statistically last year. They just got to find a way to hold on to fourth quarter leads, and they have to find a way to force some more turnovers. Um, I think they were tied for 29th in the league in takeaways last year. Signing a guy like Nelson, you know, inserting a guy like Devin Bush into that defense, I think the hope is that they can create some more turnovers and they won't be in the position where they're trying to cling the leads late in games. I, I think the hope is that they can, you know, maybe have some nice cushion in the fourth quarter this year and um, find a way to close out those games. Right. As you have covered this team uh, since uh, last season ended, is there one player that, that we haven't mentioned that you want to talk about that has jumped out and really impressed you, maybe in minicamp or uh, organized or, or you know, team activities that we haven't mentioned yet, uh, either on defense or on offense? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. We, we, we touched on most of the guys. I, I think in order for this defense to really reach its full potential, and I wrote about this last month in the Post-Gazette, Stefan Tuitt really has to emerge as a force within that defense. He's the highest-paid player on that defense. They pay him more than $12 million per season, but wow. he's had injuries. He's been inconsistent. And just the, the, the production that you expect out of a player that you're paying that much money to just hasn't been there. So they're set at one defensive end with Cam Hayward. They're set at outside linebacker with T.J. Watt. If Stephon Tewitt can put it all together finally, if they could finally tap into that immense potential that he has, I think they could have a really big season defensively. But it all hinges on him, to be honest with you. He, he's got to find a way to, to stay healthy and to finally um, you know, play to his full potential. Uh, how about Ben Roethlisberger as far as the locker room's concerned? Now with Antonio Brown, uh, I, I don't know if you want to call him a distraction or, or whatever, but now he's in Oakland, so we won't be talking about Antonio Brown. How about Ben Roethlisberger? Do you think we'll see a more uh, laid-back or, or more relaxed Ben Roethlisberger this season? And, and, and if so, is that a positive that we'll see uh, for this team? With yeah, I, I don't know. I, I know what you're getting at. I don't know if laid-back is, is the right word, I think. If anything, there's been a, a, a renewed commitment on his part this offseason to okay. be more of a leader. You know, he, he showed up um, at all – well, I shouldn't say all of them, but he showed up at most of the OTAs, um, the voluntary practices in the spring. And if you look back 
of what he did the previous year. He took a family vacation and missed most of them. So um, he's been able to work with his young receivers. I mean, he got a ton of reps with Moncrief this spring. I think that's going to pay dividends. He got a ton of reps with Deontay Johnson this spring that potentially could pay dividends. So I just think um, he's going to be more motivated this year. We all know his name was sort of, you know, put through the ringer yes. um, the last couple of months since the season ended. So I think he's, he's going to want to have a great season. And I, I think um, with his commitment, his work ethic to, to show up and to be there this spring, I think you're going to see that roll over potentially um, into the season. I, I think he showed no signs of slowing down last year. I think he could have another really good statistical season um, if some of these young guys can step up for him. Hey, Ray, like, I live here in New York City, and Eli Manning is beloved by the, the giant faithful. Is Ben similar there in Pittsburgh? You know, I, I know he goes on talk shows and, and uh, you know, takes – I don't want to say he apologized for it, but kind of uh, talks about his teammates on, on, on his uh, talk show and what have you. And so that's been uh, out there in the media. How is he viewed as far as in the city of, of Pittsburgh? Yeah, I mean, listen. Uh, He's up there with Sid Crosby? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe not so much as I mean, Crosby, I mean, you have a hard time finding something that that guy's done wrong in his career. As you mentioned, Ben has had a few slip-ups. Yeah, but, right. um, you know, but, I mean, by and large, um, this is a franchise and a city that is really defined by its championships, um, not just with the football team and – Roethlisberger has delivered two championships to, to the city's fan base. So, you know, it, it's been a while. You know, it's been 2005 and 2008. They haven't been there since 2010 since they lost to the Packers. But he's still a beloved figure in this town. I, I think a lot of people uh, in this city probably place more uh, blame on head coach Mike Tomlin the last couple of years um, for the way things have unfolded. And certainly – um, if you want to look at villains, it's been Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Um, they by far have taken the brunt, um, you know, of that whole thing that went down between them and Ben. So um, Ben is still very, very beloved in the city. Um, he just signed a new uh, a new contract. He's going to be around um, until he's at least 40. So, um, wow. uh, you know, I, I think they're set up well here for the next couple of years with him as their, uh, you know, their signal caller. Ray, we only have about 30 seconds left. I uh, just wanted a, a quick prediction. If you don't want to give a prediction, that's certainly fine. But as far as this season's concerned, you think they improve on the 9-6-1 nine, nine, record? Yeah, I mean, I think they're in a really good division with the Browns, and I, I think the Ravens are going to be solid again. So right now, early July, I'm going to say 10 wins, potentially 11 if they can, if that defense can step up. But I, I do think they're going to be a contender this year. And I think they'll be right there with the Browns and Ravens uh, until the very end. Excellent stuff. Ray Fittipaldo, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Go read his stuff on the Steelers. It's excellent. Thanks for the time, Ray. All right. Appreciate you having me on. That's the Pittsburgh Steelers preview from Ray Fittipaldo from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Thank him for, for joining me. And he laid it all out there on the line. Stefan Tuitt, that's the guy defensively who has to step up for that defense to reach another level. And it'll be interesting to see. Ben Roethlisberger getting older, but the guy could sling it. I mean, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. If he can add one more Super Bowl championship, that'll be three. His legacy, I mean, he separates himself from so many quarterbacks with a third Super Bowl trophy. There's so much on the line for Ben Roethlisberger uh, as far as his own personal legacy is concerned. But I love Devin Bush, the addition. Pair him with T.J. Watt. Um, Look, Devin Bush not only can cover, 
He's a great tackler, but he can blitz. The guy was a great blitzer for uh, Don Brown and the Michigan Wolverines the last couple of seasons. So uh, you have that as well that you, you could do with Devin Bush. Uh, it's just a wonderful pick. He's a little undersized, but don't worry. The guy could play. He could hit. Uh, great. That's going to solidify that defense. And if Stephen Tewitt steps up like um, Ray just, just told us, watch out for the Steelers. Uh, watch out, Browns. Watch out. I, I like the Steelers uh, to, to have a better record than the Browns. Just saying that. All right, that will do it for At The Window here on the Fantasy Sports Network for this Tuesday. Until tomorrow, I'll see you later.